You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. This is BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM from BetQL. Well, if you hadn't been reminded that is March, my inbox is filled with invitations to join college basketball pools. So that means March Madness is here, and that means our buddy Reed Wallach from BetSided is here. He's going to join us to talk some hoops here on BetQL Daily, brought to you by BetMGM. Reed, what's up, my friend? Guys, fellas, happy to be back on the show. Happy March. Uh, Busy day. Game's tipping off in nine minutes. So uh, busy day in front of the TV, and this is what it's going to be like now for the next three weeks. So this is like the best time of year, in my opinion. Uh, Don't have to do much. Stay in sweats all day. Just watch some college hoop. Love it. Love it. All right. So let's get to it, my friend. Um, Let's start off with, tell us, you know, you took one on the chin yesterday. So tell us who you like today. What do you got? What do you got moving forward here on conference tournament wise? Who should we be looking out for? Who should we lay down some bills for? Yeah, I think if you're if you're looking some early action today, Georgia Tech has taken money. They're about two point favorite. That's the furthest I'd go with the Yellow Jackets. But it's uh, it's a light card in terms of quality in the high majors because it's like first-round action. These are all the, the dumpster-diving teams. But you look at where these two teams, Georgia Tech and Florida State, have been over the last month. Georgia Tech playing like a pretty competent basketball team, actually. They've won six of eight uh, going into the end of the season. Florida State, on the other hand, they had that upset win over Miami. Besides that, that's kind of it. This is a team outside the top 200 in all relevant metrics. Worst perimeter defense in the ACC, allowing – Teams to shoot over 40% from three in ACC play. Georgia Tech leads the ACC in three-point percentage. I think Georgia Tech wins pretty comfortably in this one. It's being lined like a coin flip, but it's not really like that if you look at what these two teams have been doing over the last month. Reed, let's look at the SEC. Very Kind of interesting. You got Tennessee and Alabama both at the top of the bracket, and then some like potential, I don't want to call them sleepers, but teams like Arkansas, Auburn, Texas A&M, they're all going to play each other. And basically, mm-hmm. one of them will face Kentucky. Do you have? Is there any any look in the SEC? I've wanted to get on Arkansas, and like I, I'm on them for the tournament, but I also feel like they just can't fully put it together with a couple freshmen who are going to be lottery picks, but haven't been able to put it all together. Still, kind of have those freshman lapses. Uh, what are you seeing in the SEC, and how are you looking to play it, if at all? Yeah, I, I think from a just betting pre-tournament perspective, I think that they're. I do lean away from betting pre-tournament futures unless what I would look is if a certain bracket could break away. And, like, we could talk Big Ten a little bit, but I'm not involved pre-tournament in anything because all the teams I would want to take a shot on to fade Alabama, a team that I am selling, I've been selling, uh, amidst the Brandon Miller situation, uh, this team has played just bad basketball relative to their high level of play. So this is a team I think is trending in the wrong direction. But all the teams I want to take a shot on – are going to cannibalize each other on the bottom half of the bracket. Arkansas plays Auburn in a first-round matchup. That's going to be a rock fight. Then they get A&M, who I love. I think A&M uh, would be my bet 
but it's just a tough bracket for them. So at five to one, I'm not interested in betting them ahead of this tournament. Maybe I'll just bet game to game certain matchups if I like it. So I like a team to knock off Alabama, but I just don't see value, you know, taking a shot, whether it's Kentucky, Arkansas, A&M. I just think that the value isn't there ahead of the tournament. I'd rather go game to game with the SEC tournament. Reed, I'm a West Coast guy, born and raised in L.A., living in Miami now, and I see the UCLA Bruins sitting number two in the land where they belong. And I'm always curious about teams that are going to the tournament, that are sure to get in, how they play in their conference tournament. Maybe they take their foot off the accelerator a little bit. But for UCLA, they're playing for a number one seed in the tournament. So it it sort of behooves them to play well in the Pac-12 tournament. Where do you see UCLA both in this tournament and then moving forward in the big dance? Yeah, I think UCLA, it feels like the Pac-12 because it's not a heavy, uh, top-heavy league this year. I mean, it's UCLA, Arizona, that's it. Like, there's no no depth, I should say. Uh, Oregon looks like they're going to miss the tournament. USC, Arizona State, bubble-ish teams, maybe they'll get in. To me, the real key here for UCLA is let's get healthy. I mean, Jalen Clark got hurt. He might not play in the Pac-12 tournament. I think this team's going to be on the one line anyway, whether they win or not. I don't see much issue getting to the finals where they'll play Arizona, a team that I think they match up with pretty well. They handled Arizona after a slow start on Saturday. When it comes to the tournament, though, you want balance. You want teams that could win on defensively or offensively, and there's very few of those in the country right now that you can rely on. This is a veteran UCLA group. They're going to be a one seed, and I think you know, yeah, see how the bracket breaks, but they're balanced. They fit that Kempom less than 50-some, which we could get into if you want. But UCLA is a pretty safe bet, in my opinion, to get to that second weekend and probably get to the Final Four based on how volatile. You look at that one line, Houston, you know, almost lost to Memphis on the road this weekend. Purdue, who I have plenty of issues with, and their head coach, Matt Painter. Alabama, I just talked about, is has their issues. That's the probably top four seeds right there. UCLA is the most reliable of all of them. So if you want a safe bet this year, UCLA looks primed if the bracket breaks their way to get back to the Final Four. So let's let's talk about that Ken Palm less than 50 or, you know, I've also seen and heard in the past, you know, top 20 in both offensive and defensive efficiency. Different year this year, more wide open. So I guess how far do you expand that and just kind of take us through how you qualify the teams that you're you're looking for within that fall close to within that realm and how far you kind of expand it in a year like this? Yeah. So I think first let's start with like kind of the origin of this. Uh, Ken Palm, obviously, if you follow college basketball, you know, that's the advanced metric site. They rank each team on adjusted offensive efficiency and adjusted defensive efficiency, all 363 teams since 2002, all but one team, the Shabazz Napier UConn team before the tournament started qualified as their adjusted offensive and defensive efficiency, their ranking was less than 50 if you added them together. So that means they were most likely, you know, in that top 25, top 30 range on both sides of the ball, balanced teams. So I have, you know, if you could go check on my Twitter, I'll retweet it after um, this uh, hit right now. But there's several teams that fit this. There's 10 teams that fit the parameters as of last week. And there's another eight teams that are just outside of that. I've expanded where I'm looking for teams that are trending in the right direction that are just outside of that. So teams like TCU, Arkansas, Texas A&M, Marquette, those are teams that they are sums of greater than 50 but less than 70. 
So with a good showing here in the conference tournament, maybe pick up some momentum, they can uh, qualify for that less than 50-some, and all of a sudden that looks like a historical national championship team. But for the teams inside of that, it's not groundbreaking, but maybe some teams further down the line, like UConn and Creighton both qualify. St. Mary's qualifies. Gonzaga does not. Uh, and then, of course, you have like your UCLA, Purdue, Houston, Alabama. Those teams also qualify uh, for less than 50. Yeah, talking to Reed Wallach of, of Betside again, just to, to put a bow on UCLA, we haven't had a, a team, a Western team, win the NCAA championship since television was in standard definition. So, so we, we, are, we are definitely in need of some West Coast love. What are some teams, Reed, that maybe not so chalky in these conference tournaments that we should look out for? Like, like I, I love Long Beach. I love UNLV maybe to sneak a, a conference tournament championship. Who should we be looking for in your mind? Yeah, I like I said, I'm not as invested pre-tournament unless I could see some carnage down the line. Like maybe the projected bracket gets a little bit easier down the road. And there's one conference that sticks out to me where I want to take some shots, and that's the Big Ten. I think the Big Ten is, uh, I call it a heaping pile of mid. Just a bunch of like, uh, okay teams. They're not so great. Um, I mean, one game separated the two and nine seeds in this tournament. So these are teams all glumped together. So you're looking at down the board, Michigan was 25 to one yesterday. Penn State is also still 25 to one. Those are two teams that I could see with their projected path, possibly making a run, and then also the teams around them falling. I think Purdue's a pretty vulnerable favorite. And like I said, Michigan, you might be better suited to just keep rolling that money line or spread bet over time after time. They do play Purdue in a second round matchup, but Michigan, if you filter out February 1st forward, they're a top 20 team. It doesn't look like that because they're on the bubble and they've lost some heartbreakers to Illinois in double overtime, Indiana in overtime. But this is a team with, you know, good guard play in Jed Howard and Kobe Bufkin, big man in Hunter Dickinson. This is a team that played Purdue tough. They could get past this. And then the bottom of the bracket could be chaos. I mean, Michigan could be favored over a Northwestern, who's the two seed, uh, come Big Ten tournament finals if they make that run. So I like Michigan as a potential long shot to play themselves into the NCAA tournament and maybe even just lock up a bid and steal from another team uh, with a Big Ten tournament run. Are you going to do the 11 seed win a couple games thing again this year? Is, is that what we're doing with Michigan? Or were they the six? They were the 11, right, they, against Colorado State? Yeah, the yeah. Six. And then they beat, uh, they beat Tennessee, yeah. I believe, was the three Tennessee, seed. Tennessee, yeah. Yeah, they killed yeah, it, would be, it would be pretty classic uh, for another Michigan run. I, I do think, though, where there's teams to fade, I really think you should look at this regular season, though. Big East, Big 12, those were the two best conferences, in my opinion. And it showed a non-conference play as well, in my opinion. I think like a team like UConn starting to peak at the right time, that, that team's going to be higher seed. But like, I'm looking to take shots against Big Ten favorites and SEC favorites You know, if the draw goes their way. I mean, I know Furman just locked up a – Bits the NCAA tournament. That's a team that could wreak some havoc with a high-powered offense against maybe an, a high-seeded SEC team, maybe a Tennessee that really struggles on offense. You know, that's a team that's ripe for an upset. A high-powered offense. Uh, Toledo gets through the MAC. That's another one. Toledo's like raw offensive efficiency. I believe it's like top five in the country. So Toledo's another team to keep an eye on. If they get through the MAC tournament, that's a team that could really wreak some havoc on some brackets. And I'm so read I will say, excited. go ahead, Paul. Yeah, real quick though, fading the Big Ten, it's one of my favorite yearly traditions and it's worked out pretty well the last couple of years. So outside of those, you know, two conferences that you mentioned, Big Ten favorites, SEC favorites, who else is on your 
fade list. We're talking about some of the bigger programs in the country. Yeah, I mean, I think Kansas State, I know we were just saying how good the Big 12 is, but they're not what you thought they were earlier in the season. I mean, I know Marquise Noel was getting a lot of hype, Keontae Johnson, a lot of hype in terms of like Big 12 player of the year and stuff. And this was a fun offense with Jerome Tang. Uh, their offense is outside the top 100 in adjusted offensive efficiency since February 1st. It's actually been their defense, which has been lights out, top five. I just I think that that's a team that's going to be on that three line that, you know, again, high-powered offense, all of a sudden you start running into issues because Noel is undersized. This isn't a Kansas State team that overwhelms you with athleticism. It's been more on the defensive end, but, you know, you're, you're looking more like a paper tiger all of a sudden when you start to filter out recent form. So Kansas State's another team where I think a lot of people are buying them. They've won a lot of big games. I just think they might be a little overvalued. And then Virginia's another team that I, I'm struggling to see a deep run from the from the Who's here. Just it, the ACC as a whole has been completely underwhelming. I'm just not seeing it. Um, and Virginia's gonna be on that four line. I mean, this is a year where you could see some really wacky results in the Elite Eight and Final Four, just based on how uh, vulnerable all these teams at the top are. You know, I, I always love the, these great conferences, and you mentioned the, the Big East a little bit. Absolute slugfest in, in the Big East. How much damage can they do? Uh, you know, first of all, they got to get through their own tournament and beat each other up. How much damage can they do moving forward into the tournament? I, was that Villanova? I imagine that's like the buzz. That's the buzz team everyone wants to talk about, right? Villanova. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think I'm not buying the Villanova hype. I, the Conference outright board where it comes to Villanova, that's the one where I'm like, do not, please do not take that team before the tournament starts to win the tournament. Just ro- roll over the money line because the path is not there for a Villanova run. I mean, you have to, you get Georgetown the first round or second round, that's great. Um, and then you run to Creighton, you're going to be around a five, six point underdog. Then you get Xavier, you're going to be catching points there. And then it's UConn or Marquette, most likely. You're going to be a big underdog there. So, you know, those 800s, you're better suited rolling that money line over. And just to be frank, I think that that team is as overrated as they come. This is a team that's still middling to you know below average for Big East standards. I just don't see a run in there. I think it's you know if I'm looking at path, it's Creighton probably because UConn and Marquette play around earlier. You Creighton got the better draw, and you know that's a team Creighton. It's that below fifty some where you know that team could be prime. They're on the looks like like the five line right now. Creighton, you know, that's a team that fits historical parameters as a national championship team, you know, and they're further down the board than your UCLA, Houston's, Purdue's, et cetera. Talking to a Creighton alumnus right here. So so I'm with you, Reed. I'm with you, buddy. (laughs) I got some Creighton tickets, so we can all get on board with Creighton. Uh, What are we going to do about the Mountain West this year, Reed? I know our New Mexico Lobos are dead. Uh, Are we going to (laughs) fall for this trap in the NCAA tournament again? back in some mountains and they just fall apart on us like they do every year. I'm not as in on the Mountain West. I'm hoping New Mexico makes a run because that's still a team that I think could wreak some havoc on brackets just with House and Mashburn, their backcourt is so lethal. I hope that they make a run in the Mountain West tournament because I want to see them in the tournament. But San Diego State, Boise State, those are teams that I'm not as high on heading into the tournament. Um, two teams that are shallow benches. I think San Diego State's offense is, you know, pretty overrated in my opinion when they face, you know, higher class competition. I think they're going to run into some issues in Boise State. Uh, you know, Shaver's fun. They, they have a fun team. But, you know, outsize, I think that they're going to be on like that 9-10 line. 
I think that they're, you know, look at who else is going to be on that eight, you know, and seven line. I don't see a deep run for anyone in the Mountain West. Again, they're probably not going to get in the tournament, but New Mexico, to me, is a team that could reach some havoc. I know Nevada, haven't really been a, a buyer of them all year. I've actually been fading them more than not. It hasn't worked out that well, so maybe I just have blinders on them, but I don't love Nevada either. Um, I just think Mountain West, of course, after last year, I was all over them, and they were terrible. Now watch them go on a run, but I don't see it happening for the Mountain West this year. No real Cinderella there. Love it, love it. Well, like I say, Creighton, Long Beach, and UNLV—that's that—that's what this house is is betting on. That's Reed Wallach of BetSided, man. As always, thanks for hanging out with us. Best of luck this week, guys. Thank you too, buddy. All right, let's take a break and wrap it up here on BetQL Daily, presented by MGM. Some lightning bets. May we have some World Baseball Classic for you? We'll be back. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.